Another season of Forgotten Horror has come to an end, but as Field paraphrases Al Pacino from Send of a Woman, We're just getting warmed up! Spend the next few months with Forgotten Cinema as season seven kicks off with movies from all across the decades. We jump to the 70s to talk about the front page starring Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau. We dive into the 80s with Michael Mann's Thief and the Dennis Quaid Meg Ryan thriller DOA. And then slice into Butler's childhood years, the 90s, with The Last Samurai and The Negotiator. That's right, Field. You're old. So very, very old. Shut up, Butler. Forgotten Cinema, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hey, it's Andrew Morgan, host of the Nomcast, the Netflix original movie podcast. Each week, we review the biggest Netflix original movies with special guests from the film industry the music industry, comedians, and of course, our fellow podcasters. Check us out on the web at nomcastpod.com. Follow us on the socials at nomcastpod. And most importantly, listen and subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. Hit that beat one time. Do you hear that? <gasps> Up on the roof? Oh my. It sounds like eight, nine reindeer. <laughs> and, and a fat guy. He's, it sounds like he's wearing a red suit. It's... He's got a bag full of beer. <laughs> Ooh. Oh yeah. Beer Santa. Beer Santa's the best. And he's coming down the chimney. Merry Christmas, everyone. This is a special <laughs> Christmas release episode of Cracking One Open with Mike. And Elise. And today we are cracking open something festive. Yes, we are. Baby, what are we doing? (laughs) This week we are cracking open another delicious, I mean, well, hopefully, most likely delicious, (laughs) brew from Brooklyn Brewery, their winter lager. You may recall from past episodes that we have talked about their black chocolate stout, which also comes out around this time of year, but in pretty limited quantities. Their post-road pumpkin ale which is available in the fall. Which was one of your favorites when we did our pumpkin menagerie episode, if oh, I remember correctly. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And the Rosé DeVille, another seasonal, which unfortunately it doesn't look like it will be coming back. It is no longer listed on their website. That was a good one, though. Raspberry Sour. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So even though we have talked about them multiple times, I haven't really gone over the brewery's history. So brewing in general in Brooklyn goes all the way back to at least 1884. Brooklyn was a hub of industry, shipbuilding, farming, and immigration. At the same time, brewers from Germany and Austria are playing a huge role in shaping Brooklyn's brewing scene, at one point producing more than 10% of all the beer in America. Damn. Yeah. Fast forward 100 years to 1984, when Garrett Oliver is developing his homebrews in New York City. He has been heavily influenced by the beers that he served up in London pubs back in the 1980s, and he's on a mission to figure out and recreate those nuanced flavors. Also around this time, Steve Hindi is an AP foreign correspondent, and he discovered homebrewing while in the Middle East, but now he's moving back home to Brooklyn. Fast forward to 1988, when Steve Hindi and Tom Potter deliver their first batch of Brooklyn lager to Teddy's in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. At this time, they already had their signature logo by Milton Glazer, 
who was an early believer in Stephen Tom's mission to bring brewing back to Brooklyn. And just as a side note, Milton Glaser is a legend. You may know his work from the I Heart New York logo. Oh, snap. (laughs) I know that logo. And the logo for DC Comics. I definitely know that logo. Uh, He has his own font. He founded New York Magazine and he was he was involved in tons of projects that if you saw it, you would know it. Dope. By 1996, uh, Brooklyn Brewery was ready to have their official ribbon cutting ceremony for their Williamsburg facility and tasting room designed by the newly designated brewmaster, Garrett Oliver. Hmm. Oliver went on to win the Semper Ardens Award for Brewing Excellence in 2003. And in 2014, he became the first brewer to win the James Beard Award for Outstanding Spirits, Wine or Beer Professional. And since Oliver won, he has been joined by other respected brewers like Sam Calagione of Dogfish Head and Rob Todd of Allagash Brewing. Rob Todd? Rob Todd. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that that last name you got a little bit wrong. T-O-D. No, I mean the other last name. Oh, yeah, probably. I, I would hope you got Rob Todd right. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And in 2018, Brooklyn Brewery opened up a newly renovated tasting room in Williamsburg. So now that we finally got all of our brewery history covered, finally, after talking about it so many times, on to the beer. Brooklyn says, quote, with layers of dark malt flavors leading up to a light and dry finish, winter lager is our easy drinking answer to the heavy ales and stouts that emerge in the wintertime. End quote. So Winter Lager is a Schwarzbier-inspired dark lager. And although it looks like a stout, it clocks in at just 5.6 ABV and finishes surprisingly light and pleasantly dry. Hmm. It's available from November to January if you want to pick it up yourself. And tasting notes include milk chocolate, roasted barley, and dark bread. The aroma is a blend of floral hops and caramel. But as the beer warms, the roasted maltiness really comes through as well. Flavor-wise, it begins with a bready malt that transitions to a more piney flavor with spicy noble hops, but then it finishes with that touch of chocolate and the the roasty malt flavor. Mm. I'm drooling. (laughs) (laughs) So Brooklyn recommends trying it with barbecue, hearty meats, stews, root vegetables, dark breads, pastries, or gouda cheese. Dark breads and stews make sense. Yeah. It kind of runs the gamut yeah. food-wise. <laughs> <laughs> the malts used in winter lager include German Munich, Carafa, Pilsner, and Black Barley, while the hops include Hallertauer Mittelfra, <laughs> Amarillo, Centennial, and Summit. Summit? Mm. Oh. <laughs> and we actually just talked about Amarillo hops last week, which is kind of funny because we haven't covered a, a lot of beer with Amarillo for a while before this, and now all of a sudden it's two weeks in a row. So Amarillo hops earned their name because of the super yellow dust found inside their cones. They are quite citrusy in their aroma due to their high myrcene oil content. It has actually one of the, the highest myrcene oil contents, uh, which gives it that much sought after lemon orange grapefruit aroma. In fact, Amarillo is actually hard to come by unless you're a commercial brewer. That seems to be the case with a lot of hops. Yeah. It depends on if they're patented or if they belong to a certain farm. Mm-hmm. 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 
Uh, Centennial hops, developed in 1974 and released in 1990, are a mix of Brewer's Gold, East Kent Golding, Fuggle, and Bavarian hops. There's a Fuggle hop? <laughs> Why haven't I been told of this? Right? That's my, that's my new favorite hop. <laughs> you don't even know what it is. I don't care. I want Fuggle hops. <laughs> Oh my God, I want It would lend I, itself to such a good name. I know, you can make so many fuggle beers. Yep. <laughs> Wasted opportunities. No, if no one uses it, it must suck. <laughs> <laughs> so, both Centennial and Amarillo hops are considered very close to Cascade because of their citrusy character, but you will be glad to know that Centennial is less grapefruity. But what makes Centennial special is its versatility with its depth of bitterness and aroma that balances out everything very nicely. I think in this case, when we taste the beer, I'm not going to taste, even if it was super grapefruity, I wouldn't taste it. Mm -hmm. It's in mostly like IPAs where I'm kind of done with grapefruit for a little while. (laughs) Not that I don't love grapefruit. I do love grapefruit. All I do is drink grapefruit seltzers when I drink seltzers and stuff like that. But this is true. It's just like it's boring to talk about on the show. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, that is what keeps Centennial in high demand. Now, Hallertauer Mittelfra, yes, as you should recall by now, is one of the four main noble hops. So it's no surprise to see it pop up in a lager style like this. Despite Hallertauer being notoriously difficult to work with uh, because it's very susceptible to wilt and has poor yields, it has been used to create many other varieties because it is otherwise so very desirable. It features a lightly flowery and spicy aroma. Uh, Its key flavors include sage, rosemary, lavender, pine, and cedar. Interesting. I like this. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, This makes it clean, crisp, and perfect for pilsners and lagers. And last but not least, we've got Summit Hops. I believe this is a hop variety that we have not talked about before. Yay! I think I've heard of Summit Hops, but yeah. Yeah, I can't. I don't don't think it's been featured. Yeah. So Summit Hops were developed in 1998 and released in 2003, and they were bred as part of the American Dwarf Hop Association, even though they are technically only semi-dwarf. Okay. (laughs) So I guess the appeal of dwarf and semi-dwarf varieties is that these shorter plants can be handpicked at the time of harvest, allowing the plant to stay connected to its root system instead of being just ripped out of a trellis like a normal sized hop plant would be. So the plant stays healthier because it stays connected. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So being smaller is also thought to make them less susceptible to powdery mildew, wilt, and root rot. Root rot, root rot, root rot, root rot. (laughs) I thought you might like that. So at 16 to 19% alpha acid, summit hops are at the top of the list for acid content, along with varieties like Waimea and Apollo. And Summit is most often described as spicy and herbal with notes of incense, anise, and black pepper. Sometimes an onion or garlic-like character is perceptible as well. (laughs) I like that face. But some brewers swear that you only get this when the Summit hops are used for bittering. It's like licorice, but also garlic and onion. Yeah. (laughs) For this reason, it is suggested to use Summit hops for late additions and dry hopping which will bring out a citrusy profile instead. All right. That's some this pretty hop, crazy science. This hoppy crazy. Yeah. This hoppy cray. Mm-hmm. That's weird. I kind of want an onion beer. <laughs> I'm not going to like it, but now I kind of want it. But now I, now I kind of want it to be. Ugh. 
be so nasty. How is this? It's gross. I'm going to be honest. It's gross. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> so, Goes yeah. well with pasta. Sorry. That was oh. my last joke. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's gross. Oh, you ready to crack this one? Yeah, I think I'm good. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. This is going to be a true test of my abilities. Yeah, an actual bottle to crack. <sighs> yep. I know you love these. I don't. <laughs> And she's off. <laughs> I don't understand why you have so I much trouble. I don't understand. We need to do a YouTube video and put it on the Forgotten Entertainment YouTube page. No. Where it's just you trying to open different <laughs> bottles and it's like a super cut montage. <laughs> That's not cool. <laughs> I should be better at this by now. Oh my God. This smells amazing. Oh. It smells so spicy in like a wintry kind of way. Like, right. I want to drink it out of the bottle just because bottles are so, like, novelty now, but... I know they're so niche. Yeah. But yeah, we got to see it. I got to know what the SRMs are, yo. No SRMs listed. I'm guns to check the SRMs. That is a dark beer. I like the... But when you pour it out, it's like this beautiful brown color, like... Mm -hmm. But if you look... Brown, like Crayola like brown. Down toward the bottom, though, it has a reddish tint to it when you can see through it just a little mm -hmm, bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what do you think the R R SRMs are on this bad boy? I don't know. Was it higher the darker? Mm, or the lower the darker? I think it's the that, higher the darker. Yeah. This bad boy? I'm calling it right now. He's way up there. 43. <laughs> calling it. If some of the hazies are 20, like 23, 25, this is, this is a 43. A little this, bit of a head, this but... This smells so... Good. You can really smell the spice, but at the same time, it smells like a regular, like kind of lager beer. It doesn't smell mm -hmm. like a a porter or a uh, stout might. No, that's true. It does have that. It's got that spice of those, but it's got the the back note of like an actual lager. So like malty and roasty. Oof. So sip time. Yeah. Cheers. That goes down smooth. Yeah, it is absolutely as easy drinking as a lager in it in terms of its mouthfeel and the lightness of it. Mm hmm. But it's got that depth complexity of a stout. But at the same time, it's it's so light, it like confuses my mouth. But then it's got that it's got really a really bitter end, a bitter finish. It does have a surprisingly bitter finish for a uh, lager. Mm -hmm. But I like it with that biting kind of flavor, yeah. especially when it's all cold outside. Yes. When this is absolutely a cold weather beer. When you've eaten an entire pizza and you're glad the beer is light <laughs> and not heavy like a stout because you don't know if you could handle it. <laughs> Fun fact, we had pizza in between recording part one and part two. <laughs> we didn't just have pizza. I ate a pizza. I mean, I just had <laughs> an, an entire, entire pizza, pizza by myself. <laughs> uh, I am like Buzz from Home Alone right now. <laughs> Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof. <laughs> I just scarfed that entire cheese. <laughs> Kevin, get a plate. <laughs> oh, perfect. And this is it's our Christmas episode. Yes. I wasn't even on purpose. Wasn't even on purpose. <laughs> awesome. Kismet. Coincidentally, I will be watching Home Alone at some point today. <laughs> As this is released. It really is, again, another fantastic beer by Brooklyn. Yes. Like we have been drinking Brooklyn for, for forever. I mean, even the regular really? lagers and stuff, yeah. even since college, Yep. you know, it was always on yeah, tap, cause, especially cause, cause we, we were on Long, Long Island. Island. And if we'd go to the city or whatever, it was just always available to us. Yep. And their standard beers are great. Their specialty beers are great. Like mm -hmm. that's just always, you always know you're going to get quality and something you're going to enjoy when you have Brooklyn. And, and this is just another one of those. 
I mean, this is really Absolutely. a fantastic beer. And we had a Brooklyn as part of our last Christmas series as well, right? Uh, yes. The, the chocolate stout. Yep. Yep. Well, that was really good as well. Mm-hmm. This is definitely more of a, in terms of like a lot of the Christmas beers that come out that are like this, where they're a dark kind of beer, this is much more appealing, I think, widely appealing than most. Yes. Because it's so light. Uh, it's not heavy. The spices are there, especially on the nose. But when you taste it, the spices don't overpower anything. Mm-hmm. Everything's very well balanced. And you do have a lot of that lager, pilsner, malt kind of a taste. Yes, that's what I'm really the standard That really you know, helps balance everything and keeps it from veering too much into specialty heavy spice beer. Stout, pastry, yeah. anything like that. Not that there's anything wrong with pastry stouts or anything like that. No, no, not them. at all. But this is this, this is makes a, it stand this apart. Is a different animal, yeah. And it's so light. Like I said, I had an entire pizza. Yeah. So I was really afraid. Oh man, am I going to be able to finish this whole beer? Absolutely. And my fat ass will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's not weighing me down at all. It's, it's like I'm drinking no. this after the beer. It's like, oh, this is great. Yeah, it feels like a lager. Yeah, and I could absolutely have had this with the pizza. But with it, yeah, that's true. I'm like, a little disappointed. <laughs> to, I don't think this would have, yeah, it. this wouldn't have taken away from eating no. pizza with it. And if you can eat pizza with that this chocolate beer, really, it, then it's, it's pretty there, good. It's there, but it's not overwhelming. It works. It almost, it just lends a sweetness to the, like the dark bread aspect of it. Right. It's not desserty. No. I mean, it, if you wanted this to be your desserty beer, it can serve that function. Mm-hmm. But if you need it to be a beer that you're just drinking during your meal or anything, yeah, it's perfectly I, fine. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that uh, chocolate notes there. I think what helps is it, it's got a roasty notes a little bit, mm-hmm. but the roasty notes aren't coffee. No. It's almost like roast chocolate, like you're cooking the chocolate or the mm-hmm. spices. Or you got spice on the chocolate, maybe even. Uh, roasted barley, I think, was one of the notes. Right, yes. So maybe that is a roasted barley instead of the usual roasted kind of coffee. But. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, garlicky. <gasps> Garlic beer? Garlic beer. <laughs> <laughs> Could have gone with some girls garlic beer with that pizza right there. I, okay. I'm not on board with onion beer. I might be on board with garlic beer. You shouldn't be on board with either. I was joking, but I would absolutely drink it if somebody made it. <laughs> I would probably hate it, but I would try it. Roasted it would go, well with, oh. would go well with my pasta. Yeah. Nice big bowl. Mm-hmm. Baked ziti and meatballs. Uh, what do you want to do? Oh, get some more garlic in there. Eat the pizza to get the garlic. Just doesn't take away from anything you're eating. It adds to what you're eating. Never enough garlic. By itself, though, without an appropriate Italian meal next to it. <laughs> the Italian in is really coming out right now. I don't think I want it. I don't think I want it. Sounds gross. Sounds gross. But with some big Z, all I'm saying is, my, if you listen to this episode, you haven't made big Z in like so long. You want me to eat big Z? Make me some big Z, please. Or lasagna. Make your lasagna. Yes. Make your lasagna. Shout out to my mom for making lasagna this week. No, she can't this week. This is Christmas week. These don't get recorded too far ahead of time. Ma, in two <laughs> weeks, make some lasagna. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't make her make you lasagna on her birthday. She'll make lasagna. <laughs> no, coming back to the winter locker beer. Oh, yeah, we're talking about beer. Uh, I'm already almost done with my winter yeah, locker, by the way. Um, this is fantastic. It's really, really good. I love that it's so light. I love that it's got that lager notes. I love that it's also got this Christmassy backbone of of mm-hmm. being this winter warmer without, you know, when, I mean, I do buy, every year I buy 
you know, a whole bunch of the winter kind of beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I know Two Roads just put out the gingerbread beer uh, ale and the chocolate stout. Yep. And I, I'm going to get those. But some of the mainstays for us are the holiday ale by Two Roads, uh, Anchors, Christmas beer. Which is heavier Christmas this ale. year. Yes. Um, and this year we were fortunate enough to also pick up the two Xmas, like a full six pack of the two Xmas from Southern Tier. I like how you tried to predict my point and that wasn't my point. But yes, oh. you're actually going against my point. Normally the Christmas beers I have are very heavy. <laughs> okay. This year, yes, we did buy a whole bunch of not so heavy ones. But I, I get like those stouts, I get those porters, I get all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I have one every couple of days that I drink beer. Yeah. It's not like I can pull a whole bunch out or be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have this. It's got to be like a very curated time. Like, I think today I'm going to have that chocolate stout. So I got to make sure for dinner I have something light because I can't get to the chocolate stout if I weigh myself down. Yep. <laughs> With this, it doesn't matter. I can I can drink this like it's regular beer. And it's just like, oh, man, it's yeah. just a really good spicy winter beer. It really reminds you of the season without having to remind you of all that holiday weight you're also gaining during that season. <laughs> yeah. But you are right that we've bought a lot of the a lot of the Christmas beers we bought are the lighter on the lighter end from our experiments last year with the Christmas mm-hmm. beers, we have bought a lot of those that tended to be more on the light side. Yeah. But yeah. This is, this is great. I'm surprised we haven't had this before, you know, winter lager. I feels it's like that a, would be a standard. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long it's been around, but I am a little disappointed in myself. The, it kept being described as a Schwartz beer like style or a Schwartz beer inspired style. And I okay. want to know what the difference is between what was used in this and what is traditional to the short beer. beer, like how this was be, how this would be different. Like what it is feels, a different ingredients, a different brewing process. It does feel a little weaker than the Schwartz beer was we had, we've had mm-hmm. a little lighter and a little less flavorful. Like this has a lot of flavor, but it's a little less flavorful than I think a normal Schwartz beer. Mm. Maybe a Schwartz beer also is far more malty. I would think, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> if memory serves. Is a lot of sugary kind of a thing. Sweet. Yeah. Very sweet. So I guess I should describe the can now. Mm. That's a good one. <laughs> it's not a can either. It's not. It's a bottle. I'm so used to cans. <laughs> oh my God. So the bottle, which it's been so long since bottle. I miss you bottles. I've always loved you more. It's true. So the bottle is obviously glass. Tinted glass like usual. The design of this Brooklyn bottle is a little different than usual. Brooklyn usually goes with the flat, just drawn kind of printed logo. Mm -hmm. This one is the logo both on the front and the the neck logo uh, wraparound label are supposed to be like a winter coat. Mm -hmm. So it is a fuzzy blue kind of jean blue material. Yeah. And it's definitely a winter coat with with the fur on the edging. And it's got the uh, kind of like this light silvery fur going off the top of both labels. And then the Brooklyn logo is actually like stitching, which yeah, is really cool. It's like cool. an embroidered patch. Yes. And it's the first time I've ever seen Brooklyn do something like this with yeah. one of their labels. And it's really cool and it's really well detailed. And you've got the uh, classic B. In this case, it's a white B with a blue background. The color changes depending on what beer it is usually. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it's mostly just the design that's always the same. So this really nice cursive B and stitching with this turquoise blue behind it and then a gold ring for the Brooklyn Winter Lager logo. And then em- everything's embroidered, including the Brooklyn Seasonal up top and then the 12 fluid ounces listed on the bottom underneath the uh, the the patch, which is really, really cool. And it's just simple. Like, that's it. No fancy sayings. They're not trying yeah, to be cute. Crazy. 
I mean, clearly clear they're trying to be cute because it's a coat, but <laughs> yeah, it's just boom. You like it because A, the name is Brooklyn, so that sells. Yes. Because Brooklyn is huge. The, they're international. Yeah. The beer, not the not the borough. Brooklyn as a borough is <laughs> not that big. If anybody actually knows New York City, it's it's pretty tiny. Yeah, it's tiny. It's not the biggest city. It's nice though. Yeah. For the most part. Kinda. I mean, even the scumminess is part of the New York Part charm. of the New York charm. <laughs> so yeah, I, I really like this bottle. I think it's really neat. I I'm guessing that's one of the reasons you picked it up. That and it was Brooklyn. So I yeah. know you stop and you get pretty much anytime you see a new Brooklyn, you get it. They good. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm really impressed by the subtlety of this. They could easily have done some kind of stupid, clever writing on the bottom mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. But they just kept with the bro- embroidering is cool enough. Like we don't need to do anything different. Let's make an embroidered jacket version of our normal yeah. beer. And it was good enough. So yeah, you get the Surgeon General warning on the, the left and then you get the uh, 5.6 alcohol by volume. Best before date printed on bottle. Brewed and bottled by the Brooklyn Brewery. And this one, it was in Utica, New York. My guess is they have a couple of breweries Probably. to pump out. Yeah, just to be able to meet you Yeah, you ain't fitting that many BBLs in uh, in your Brooklyn space. Mm-hmm. And then a little Independent Craft Brewer Association logo that is on a lot of these. these. And a K with a trademark on the bottom. I don't it's know It's almost like means. a Kmart K. <laughs> I would wonder if I this... I don't think it's a Kmart K. <laughs> it's not a Kmart K, but it looks exactly like the Kmart K. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would almost wonder if that K represents the person who did this bottle. Maybe. Like the designer of the bottle. Unless, is Brooklyn owned by somebody? Did they get bought by a bigger... Not that I'm aware of. I didn't see any indication of that. Even then, I don't know any of like... None of the big breweries start with a K. Mm-mm. None of the big uh, beer buying companies. Big beer. Boo, big beer. But, oh yeah, and if it was, they couldn't do the Independent Craft Brewers Association oh. logo. So yeah, I'm thinking that K is the designer of the bottle. Maybe Some if Brooklyn's listening, they can let us know who that is. Yeah. And solve that mystery for us. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's a really cute bottle. I know you were really excited. You really liked the look of the bottle when you were. Uh, it's so photogenic. You like, Did you see how the label is? <laughs> uh, it, it is photogenic. It makes for some good pictures. I mean, immediately I was like, boop, 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 we're done. <laughs> Doesn't hurt that it snowed and this has a snow jacket on yeah. it. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, yeah. This was, it's already ready for pictures now. Yes. So yeah, that was Brooklyn Winter Lager. Delicious. Delicious. I'm already done with spicy. mine. I'm ahead of done. you for once. Wow. That's how good it is. I ate an entire medium pizza though. I w- like, <laughs> I was even individually ready to sized. be like, you know, this is good, but it's not necessarily for me. Like, no, this is, this is really good. Yeah. I was waiting to inherit some of your beer. No, sorry. Yeah. I was waiting for you to be like, oh, I'm going to so be fighting heavy. you for this. Well, you just looked at your iPad. I just drank three of them. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, guys, I got to go. I got to protect my staff. <laughs> so thank you for turning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it and share it with your friends and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackinoneopen.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at crackinoneopen. Or shoot us an email at open at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions because we want to hear from you. What do you got to say? Eh, you know, they they know it by now. But- Forgotten, Cine- <laughs> Forgotten Cinema, Two Player Bros, those are my podcasts. Check them out. Or 
buy my audiobooks on Audible. Look up my name, Michael Butler. The most important thing to say to you guys right now is Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. If you're listening to this on Christmas Day, you are a true fan and we love you. <laughs> if you don't listen to us next week, Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. Happy Hanukkah. I know happy it's over right now. Happy you celebrate. Happy Saturnalia. There we go. A very merry beer miss. Yes. Enjoy those winter beers. Enjoy <laughs> those winter lagers. Go out. Try something new. That's right. Tis the season to get be jolly and drunk and fat. Don't worry about the extra calories. Keep on carbo loading <laughs> with the, that beer. Ideally with your local craft brewery. That's right. Keep it local. <laughs> and hopefully 2021 will be way less shitty. Yes. Than 2020. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? 2021, the year 2000 is old enough to drink. Oh. That's right. Something else to celebrate. Maybe that's my theme this year. You know what? That's our shirt. That's our shirt. <laughs> get, get it going. Get it going. We got merch now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it, guys. All right. And a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Until next time. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Cheers. Buzz your girlfriend. Woof. <laughs> <laughs>